Welcome to Crazy Be Arch Asians. This is a podcast where we discuss the issues Asians can face in the Western world with a critical mind, a bit of healthy debate, and lots of tea. Hosted by Sydney-based digital marketer Sharon Jiang and journalist Juna Zhu. Hey, hey, hey. This episode is an ode to the Asian mum, or as many know as the tiger mum. And I think that's all that needs to be said. So let's dive into things. Okay, Shaz, mm-hmm. question for you. Yes. What is the first thing that pops into your head when I mention Asian mum? I'm thinking tutoring, <laughs> piano lessons, get good grades, mm-hmm. come back before 8 p.m. Mm-hmm. Um, why are you going out? Mm-hmm. Is he your boyfriend? Mm-hmm. All those questions. Yes. What about you? Yeah. Um, no boyfriend, mm-hmm. uh, violin lessons, mm-hmm. all of the above that you mentioned. Exactly. Saturday language school, yes, or Chinese everything. school, everything. Exactly. Yeah. No weekends. No weekends. No week- Kumon. Oh my god, Kumon. Pre uni. Pre uni. Oh, James Ann. Oh, all of those. Love. All of those yes. things. But it's funny we say this because I know that we personally, our mums didn't really quite fit into the typical Asian mum mold. Mm, yeah. We definitely had it on the easier side, but there is this assumption that all Asian mums are strict and unforgiving creatures known as tiger mums. 100%. So actually the term tiger mum is quite a relatively recent concept and was coined by Yale law professor Amy Chua in her 2011 memoir, Battle Hymn of the Tiger Mother. So the stereotype is a Chinese mother who persistently drives her child to study hard without consideration for the child's social and emotional development. But it also emphasizes creating a strong and committed relationship between parent and child. It reflects the strict parenting styles common to households across the Asian continent. Mm. So China, Japan, Korea, lots of countries in Asia. You can see it as a parallel to other parenting stereotypes such as the American stage mom. Oh yes, dance moms. Exactly, dance moms. (laughs) Or in Japan, there is the kiyoiku mama. Please let me know if I said that right, (laughs) anyone who's Japanese. They all drive their child to succeed academically and professionally, but in a way that poses the possibility to be detrimental to the child's mental health. Yeah, and according to the Macmillan Dictionary, the definition of tiger mother is the following. A very strict mother who makes her children work particularly hard and restricts their free time so that they continually achieve the highest grades. Mm. So... What are the typical traits of a tiger mama? Okay, so according to an article on family care site care.com, these are the most common traits of the typical tiger mum. One, everything has to be perfect or else there will be consequences. Mm. So tiger mums won't settle for less and perfection must be achieved everywhere. It's that saying of bees make honey, A's make money. Yeah, <laughs> Another trait is that rules are not meant to be broken. So she has a long list of rules which helps make everything perfect. Mm -hmm. So again, like the no boyfriend rule and no clothing that's too exposed. Mm. No drugs, no alcohol. Although like that's a great rule. (laughs) Yeah, literally. Or like no going to the park with your high school friends and doing, you know, God knows what in the middle of the night. (laughs) Number three. 
It's all work and no play. Mm. Like weekends. What are weekends? Literally. When you have tutoring and language school. I know, exactly. Three hours of tutoring, three hours of language mm. school. Bam, that's already like and a And then you game. go home, have dinner, and then study. Study after school, study on the weekends. Mm. There's no hanging out with your no. mates. Number four, there's a strict schedule which needs to be stuck to. So... If you are allowed out, there is a curfew. 100%. A curfew of, say, 8 p.m. Yes, and they'll be on your ass texting you. Mm-hmm. Number five, what's important for the mum is what's most important for the child as well. Mm-hmm. So a good example of this is if the mum wants her child to become this amazing doctor, then that's what the child has to find most important as well. 100%. And I feel like values is also a big part of this. Mm -hmm. So if the mum is conservative or if the mum is traditional, then she expects her child to also be the same and lead with the same values. Number six, threats are so over the top. Oh yeah. It's not like you're not allowed to go to Jessica's birthday on Saturday. It's literally, I'm never going to speak to you again. Exactly. Or you're not getting any food for the rest of the week. Exactly. You're not having a birthday. No, yeah. <laughs> no birthday this year. No dinner for you. <laughs> Number seven, there are no complaints whatsoever. So remember, tiger mums know what is best for a child and their needs and they need to stay quiet. Mm-hmm. So there are no complaints about, oh, I have to go to tutoring instead of my friend's house. Mm-hmm. None yeah. of that. Definitely no complaints. No. You've got to do what the mum says, mm-hmm. 100%. So number eight, there's no time for childish things. So it's grown-up duties from the get-go and it's all about working towards your career as soon as you're out of the womb. (laughs) Yes, literally out of the womb. So video games are not for winners. Definitely not, Mm. definitely. And like often sports are just really not really part of it, you know? Like what are ball sports to Asian parents? (laughs) Nothing. So this whole idea of the tiger mom, it has become a topic of humour. You only have to look towards the countless memes that you see splattered across social media. 100%. But it is a pretty serious topic too, which has come under huge debate. Mm -hmm. So this concept of the tiger mum has definitely spurred a great deal of controversy from the get-go because although Amy Chua's book was supposed to be this comic memoir, it basically glorified these parenting choices. So the constant scolding, the screaming, the supervising, Mm. the countless piano and violin lessons, and this consistent need to not raise children but these perfect prodigies Mm, geniuses yes Mm. geniuses in her book she even mentions a time when she told her four-year-old daughter to redo a handmade birthday card because it didn't meet her standards what (laughs) okay that is next level yeah (laughs) poor thing what kind of standards are you expecting from a (laughs) four-year-old (laughs) <laughs> like da vinci <laughs> literally like the drawing is crooked that straight line is terrible <laughs> use that ruler literally the shading's not oh right oh my god <laughs> so the biggest issue people have is the question of whether the pursuit of success as defined by a parent supersedes the actual happiness and pursuit of a child's mm. own dreams but look there is also a problem with this the concept of the tiger mom as people in the west perceived it represents an attempt to use 
Western cultural beliefs of parenting as a baseline from which to make sense of Chinese parenting or sort of Asian parenting. So anything that is stricter than the typical Western style is considered questionable. Yeah. Now, stereotypically, the Western style of parenting is very laissez-faire and quite Mm. liberal. Yeah, yeah. There's a greater focus on individuality where parents Mm. let children express their um, opinions more openly. Mm. They emphasize on developing the skills of children without forcing them to do so and treat kids as adults, which gives them a lot of freedom to make decisions for themselves and be more independent. Yeah. So one of the biggest examples would be a lot of Western children moving out of home quite early on in their adulthood. Yeah, But then this also raises the question of what leads to more success for a child. Mm. Is it to be given the freedom and independence to be able to choose for themselves or to be pushed into achievements that will pay off later in life? Yeah. So, I mean... Look, this is not really a parenting podcast and we are definitely nowhere near parents. So we can't actually say whether one parenting style is better than the other. It's important to note that both types of parenting can be equally as ineffective Mm -hmm. or effective as the other because there's a large dependency on the motivation from the child. Um, So for a child from a Western family, motivation must come from within the individual, while Asian children tend to find strength and motivation in parental expectations. Mm. Also, perhaps the perfect style of parenting is something in between the tiger mom and the liberal style. So like a sweet middle spot, Mm -hmm. perhaps. Alyssa Fu, a doctoral student at Stanford University, put it perfectly in a study. She said, while European American parents give their children wings to fly on their own, Asian American parents provide a constant wind beneath their children's wings yeah and these traits often associated with tiger parenting or the tiger mum style Mm. are often of an authoritarian approach so an approach to child rearing that is usually not associated with the best academic and emotional child outcomes Mm. For example, various studies have shown tiger parenting can actually lower a child's academic achievements Mm. or it can lead to higher academic achievements but lower mental well-being where the child is at higher risk of emotional problems. I find that really ironic because a lot of the point of tiger parenting is to push your child into academic success Mm. but a lot of the times because of that it leads to lower academic success yeah. because of what there's the stress on the child and the and the cons- and the worry. So in saying that, perhaps what you want is authoritative parenting, not to be confused with authoritarian, no. which can be achieved by westerners and Asians. So authoritative parents are strict and warm. Think kind of like an Obama figure, uh-huh. while authoritarian parents are strict and cold. Perhaps think of someone like Stalin. Yeah. Yeah. I kind of think of our parents. So Mm. you and I have been brought up in this healthy balance of authority and freedom. Yeah. Where our parents, you know, made us play instruments. They made us go to tutoring school, Mm. um, Chinese school. Mm. And we had curfews and we had strict rules about the way we dress. But then we had enough freedom to enjoy life as well. I didn't have any rules about the way I dress. <laughs> oh, well, that's <laughs> only me. I remember walking around in like a short skirt oh. and a crop top. I'm like, well, <laughs> I was never allowed. 
allowed to chop his soupe because it was a bit too exposed. Oh man, I had so many things with soupe. Oh god. <laughs> well, scratch that. But all the rest, we kind of yeah. had the same. Yeah. It was this understanding that you know, if you finish your work and if you do your assignments and you mm. put in the hard work, then you can go out and have fun 100%. and you can spend the day with your friends. But you know, don't go out and get wasted because yeah. what's the fun in that anyway? Hundred percent. Yeah. I remember my dad saying very specifically to me. When you finish your work, you know, concentrate for an hour. You finish, you can go and play. You can have fun. You can do whatever you want. Exactly. And then you don't have to worry about it or stress Mm. about the work that you haven't done. Yeah. Also, I think it's really important to note that a lot of Asian parents maybe didn't grow up with the best opportunities. Mm -hmm. And so when they moved to a Western country to start a family, they wanted to raise these successful children that could provide for themselves Mm -hmm. and have a better life than they did. And this is why they're so adamant on parenting. I definitely agree with that. And I think that's a really important point to touch on. A lot of the tiger style of parenting is a result of class and our parents' lack of opportunities. Mm. So too many Asian parents, mine included, education was a way out of poverty. And to gain the skills to become someone useful, I think a lot of liberal parents, and this is just generalized, a lot of liberal parents have grown up in relatively privileged families where money or extreme competition isn't a big part of life. So for example, Both of my parents come from China and back in the 70s and 80s, due to the sheer population size, just how many Chinese kids there were and the fact that, you know, many people are very quite smart in China. Every child really had to fight to make it into university. So I was raised similarly to you. My parents were both strict in the sense that I could never be allowed to be like a crap head, but they did give me the freedom to figure out what I wanted in life. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like my dad, he came here with $50 in his pocket yeah. and managed to make an amazing living, exactly. raise a family and mm. give me the most incredible opportunities. Yeah, 100%. And I think that's the mindset a lot of Asian parents have. Yeah. And um, sometimes when that gets taken too far, it yeah. goes into the tiger parenting yes realm Mm. but generally education is very important to asian parents Mm. perhaps because of that lack of opportunity that they had i think it's also this unconditional love that sets apart what a toxic relationship Mm. with a parent is and Mm. what a responsible authoritative parent is my parents still have rules in place Mm. like parents should but I still have such a close and special relationship with them because they have found this balance. 100%. And honestly, like when I have kids, I would want to instill the same parenting style my mum and dad used on me. Mm. So is there anything (laughs) about your parents' parenting style you wouldn't want to use when you have kids, Shaz? (laughs) When you have kids. Well, we both know that I don't want kids. So my parenting style is sit down and shake. And treat. Exactly, because all I want are golden retrievers. Maybe your mum made you go to tutoring school. Maybe she had a curfew of 8, 9 or 10 p.m. If she had more rules than other Western mums, it doesn't mean she's a raging tiger mum. She probably is doing it out of love. And on that note, I think we need to list some of the amazing traits of our Asian mamas. Mm-hmm. So I know for a fact that my mum is listening. She listens to 
all of our episodes Hi, on Nancy. the day. Yes. <laughs> Shout out to you, Nancy. She listens on the day that it drops. And I know this one is going to get a huge reaction out of her. I can bet you all 10 bucks. She's going to message me going, I told you so. <laughs> so like many Asian parents, mine pushed me to do piano. Mm-hmm. I remember hating it so much. Mm-hmm. Like the pain of moving my fingers to Chopin mm-hmm. in the dead of winter for two hours was like torture. Mm-hmm. But I have since picked up piano again as an adult. Mm. And look, I hate to admit it. I low-key love it. (laughs) This is something that maybe a lot of you guys can relate to. But I found that the problem with a lot of instrument classes is that the teacher doesn't inspire you to love and enjoy the music. The Asian style of instruments is A, maybe grades, A+. And like you must play these tough songs that you hate instead of listening to a song you like and then finding the sheet music and learning it. So I think a lot of my hate doesn't actually rest on my mum, but more just the teachers that I have. Yes, had. yeah. No, I totally understand that. Yeah. Like, I played violin, viola and trumpet oh. and did theory. Yes, theory. Theory. But, like, amazing skills now. And exactly. I really do miss playing the violin. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 100%. Okay, one thing I do have to applaud my mama on is Mm -hmm. that skincare Mm -hmm. is first and foremost. Yes. My mum always said to me, Juna, do not go out in the sun and Mm -hmm. wear your sunscreen and hat and sunglasses. 100%. And there I was lying on the beach with my face out, no sunscreen. Yep. Yep. Trying to get a nice glow and tan, yeah. and now I'm like, no sun at all. I don't want to go to the beach. Like, I know we always make fun of all those Asians dressed head to toe with an umbrella, with an umbrella, mm-hmm. with their their rash tops, yes, yeah, yes, and and the whole gear. Mm-hmm. But that's why they look so young, yeah. when they're older, exactly. And we all know UV rays are not good for you, yes. so slip, slop, yeah. slap, guys, people, yes. <laughs> So another one for me were that my parents were really all about rewards and incentives. Mm -hmm. So this taught me to work for something that I wanted and things don't just get handed to me on a silver platter. Although there were lots of times that my parents did just hand me things. Thank you very much. (laughs) Um, So for example, as a kid, if I wanted a Barbie toy, I would have to achieve something in order to get this. So Mm. I would have to get an A in a math test or I have to get a certain score in an English test in order to actually get this. So that taught me like work hard for a reward. Yeah, that's a very good parenting (laughs) technique. (laughs) My other one is you may have not had peanut butter and jelly sandwiches Mm -hmm. or Vegemite and butter sandwiches packed in your lunchbox. (laughs) Or you didn't get money to go buy a pizza pocket or a meat (laughs) pie at the canteen. Yeah. But you had the most amazing gourmet homemade lunches mm-hmm. every single day that were perfectly packed. Mm-hmm. My mum used to make kimbap all the time. Yeah. She used to make teriyaki chicken sushi all the time. Oh, beautiful. And if it was a sandwich, it wasn't just Vegemite. It was like perfectly cooked steak that morning. Yeah, yeah. Wagyu beef. Wag- yeah, yeah. And- I feel it with <laughs> sliced tomatoes. Yeah. It was the whole deal. Yeah. Okay, so speaking of extracurricular activities, <laughs> and I've very very much recently realized this as an adult how much bloody money did they pour into tutoring piano ballet swimming every extracurricular Uh activity under the sun i mean as a kid i complained 
But now I realized so much of their savings, they worked so hard to be able to pay for these things that I then complained about. Sat in the class with a grudge. Basically. Mm. That was me in tutoring school. Yeah, I, I didn't, mm. and came home, didn't talk to them because I was in such a bad mood. Exactly. Mood. Three hours of tutoring. Yeah. You know, the only good thing about that was getting the bloody lolly. Yes, the <laughs> exactly. And they were paying, you know, fees on top of fees, mm-hmm. on top of just everything. Uh-huh. So now I'm, I'm very grateful for that. Yeah. Now we just... <laughs> teach ourselves off youtube yeah exactly (laughs) basically (laughs) another thing that i have to thank my mom is for she always encouraged me to drink when i was younger Mm -hmm. like as of as legal age Mm -hmm. is uh and it was always like juna come on have a drink have some champagne my dad would always be like try some of my exo Mm -hmm. yeah but i would never drink it i don't know why but and i think it's allowing your children to dabble in alcohol because when they get older Mm. then they'll be responsible with drinking so they won't go into binge drinking which australia is terrible at it's got a bad culture of binge. we don't even drink look we appreciate a good drink on a night out 100 percent. so my next one is kind of a um a defense of tutoring as much as i hated it before (laughs) i'm like realizing all these things now and i've realized that the reason i was in tutoring is because as new immigrants my parents were really unable to help me with Western school. So my mum gave me additional help through, you know, other professional means so that I was able to assimilate into white schools, get extra language classes so that we don't fall behind the Aussie kids. Mm. And let's be perfectly ironic and perfectly frank here. A lot of the people with the highest ATARs in New South Wales were what? Asian. Asian. <laughs> so the facts speak for themselves. <laughs> and one last thing that I have to thank my mama for, or my parents actually, is that you will always have a place to come home to. Mm-hmm. Family yeah. is so important 100%, to Asian parents. 100%. And you don't have to go out and make a living for yourself as soon as you graduate from mm-hmm, school. Mm-hmm. You will have a room, you will have food on the table. You're always welcome. You're you're always welcome. And your health and safety always comes first. 100%. It is now time for CBA College. You know, like your tutoring school, how we've been talking about tutoring schools (laughs) the whole time. (laughs) Except, don't worry, we won't keep you here for hours lecturing you about geometry and calculus. Instead... Both of us will share our most interesting fact of the week so you can actually walk away having learnt something. Yes. So, Juno, what's Don't hold a grudge against this college. Exactly. (laughs) This is a good college, okay? Yes. Well, I'm going to take a little turn from my theme of grossness Mm and actually... Go into the pleasantness of life. Not really pleasantness. Let's say it's about death. Okay. Okay. So, my fact is... There is this urban legend in South Korea that started years ago that electric fans left on while you are sleeping in a room with the windows and doors closed can cause death. Why? So this legend dates back to 1927 when a story called Strange Harm from Electric Fans was printed in the publication Domestic and International Daily. And it warned the readers that the new technology came with a risk of nausea, facial paralysis, and even (sighs) asphyxiation. 
The theory there being that the fan circulation of stale air can cause its user to choke on their own carbon dioxide and that the fan can lower body temperature and cause hypothermia. So then about 50 years later in the 1970s, there was a Korean man who was reportedly found dead in his room. The windows and doors shut with two electric fans running. Jesus. Ever since then, stories of supposed fan deaths (laughs) have appeared regularly in South Korea news sources, particularly in the summer months. Yes. Oh, wow. So some suggest the fan death myth was even propagated by the South Korean government to curb the use of electricity during the 1970s energy crisis. That's so funny. Yeah. Oh but a lot gosh. of people believe it now. Really? Yeah. So no fans on while you're sleeping. Okay, hold on. I have one thing to say about this urban myth. <laughs> Tell me you're dramatic without telling me you're dramatic. You literally said facial paralysis <laughs> nausea nausea and even asphyxiation because you can choke on your <laughs> own carbon dioxide that is literally so dramatic <laughs> i thought i was dramatic but my god this story is just something else i mean you're gonna save energy if you don't sleep exactly with it honestly if i were the government and i like made up that myth to like bring down the energy bills i would be patting myself on the back can you imagine the korean government calling up the police okay so there is this crime scene someone's just died here can you go in here and place two fans exactly. close the windows and the doors exactly. take a picture of it exactly write your stories yeah, journalists it's yeah all because of the fans Fan. it's the fans, fans. They're evil take them out of there <laughs> oh my god yeah. i can actually imagine that happening <laughs> yeah i wouldn't put it past anyone <laughs> okay that's mine what is yours so mine today isn't so much of a fact but more of a recent news piece okay lay it on so, the reporter Sharon. i'm basically going to tell you the headline from the independent okay mm-hmm. so Japanese man arrested after dating more than 35 women at once to get birthday gifts. (laughs) Yes, this is very recent. Very, very, very recent. So this guy called Takashi Miyagawa, he's 39, he pretended to be in serious relationships with women to manipulate them into giving him gifts for made-up birthdays. <laughs> Wait, 35, you said? 35. Mother. Literally. So he gave all of these different women different dates of his birthday <laughs> to, a quote, ensure a constant supply of presents throughout the year. I mean, quite intelligent. Basically. But like, what the hell does this man do with his life? Basically. So does he work during the day? I think he's a salesman. He met all these women through his his job job. being a salesman. And um, the gifts were actually worth a total of 100,000 Japanese yen, which is about 900 US dollars, about like, I would say a a little upwards of a thousand Australian dollars. And these included electronics, clothing, etc. So how was he arrested? So the women kind of, they realized something was going on. Oh my God. And the women formed a victims association and they reported the guy to the police and the Japanese police actually took it really seriously and they charged him for fraud because it is technically fraud. fraud. But (laughs) good on the women. Wow. Literally. Can you imagine juggling 35 women? I can't even juggle myself. Literally. (laughs) Oh my God. It's hard enough to keep up with one person. 
I don't do 35. Anything. Do you think he has a spreadsheet where it's like, woman one, I told woman one my birthday's in February. Oh. So she's given me this. And woman two, my birthday's in March. So she's going to give me this in March. I bet he has that. <laughs> We've come to the end of another episode. Mm. And this one made me tear up a little bit because mm-hmm. it made me realize that family is really, really important yeah and life would not be the same if my mum hadn't raised me the way she did yeah that's why i love her so much she's also turned into the coolest mum ever it's quite (laughs) hilarious what like mean girls (laughs) she she is a cool mum. yeah exactly she's not a regular mum. she's a cool mum. she's not a tiger mum. she's She's not she's just a cool mum. yeah i swear she likes drinking and going out more than i do and uh, your mum is a party queen yeah yeah (laughs) and you know what she worked really hard to raise three children why not? 100%. I'm glad she's having fun now. So shout out to my parents as well, especially my mama. Sometimes I do look at her and sort of cannot understand how she made it work as a new immigrant. And if I'm half as successful as she is, I will be happy. So this episode was a bit of an emotional one for the both of us. And I really want to let this be a reminder for all of you guys out there to call your mum, call your parents, No matter where you are in the world, no matter how busy you think you are, and especially, especially if shitty COVID has separated you all. Literally just a heart emoji will make her day. Exactly. (laughs) On that note, if you would love to hear more from us, please subscribe to Crazy Biarch Asians on your favorite podcast app. And if you've got a sec, please rate and review us on Apple Podcasts so we can keep going. And if you like watching your podcasts, you can also find us on YouTube under the same name. And if you want a daily dose of the best Asian memes, then head to our Instagram at Asians. Sending love to all the Asian mamas, actually all mamas out there. All mamas, yes. See you in a fortnight. Bye. Bye.